0: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-travelling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favoured children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
1: Shadows at the Door is a podcast designed to scare and delight you. It's intended for an adult audience, and contact warnings are available in the show notes. bliss of falling in love, the bliss of the morning after. Sometimes life feels perfect, but as we all know, that is often so very far from the truth.
2: Couple of minutes. Mm
3: -hmm. How are you?
2: Mm. Yeah, I'm fine. You? Mm. Sore. Sore?
3: Sore.
2: Oh. (laughs) Sorry.
3: Are you though? What? Sorry. Nah. Mm. I thought not. Here. Give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I meant a longer one.
2: No. Morning breath.
3: Who? Me?
2: <gasps> no, me.
3: Oh. Uh, well, I can't tell.
2: I bloody can. Hey, don't go back to sleep.
3: Well, you're not going to kiss me properly, and I'm sleepy, so...
2: You're the one who wants to be up before ten.
3: Um. What time is it? Ten past
2: nine. Mm. How about a coffee?
3: Oh, I'd fucking love one.
2: <laughs> Thought you might.
3: Mm.
2: Come on, at least stay awake while I make oh. it.
3: Okay, okay. Right. <gasps> 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 Nice ass.
2: Thank you. I've had it for as long as I can remember. <laughs> Hang on, I'll get some pants on. I don't want to distract you too much. Where? Hey, have you seen them? Left. Where?
3: Other left.
2: Ah, thanks. <sighs> okay, coffee.
3: Thanks quieter on a morning than I thought it would be.
2: I think being on the top floor helps. Uh, Do you want any brekkie?
3: Uh, no thanks, I don't think we have time. You think? Yeah. We can grab something on the way, though. Uh, Just not McDonald's.
2: You don't like McDonald's? Not
3: their breakfast. Their eggs are all
2: chewy. (laughs) That's fair. Now, don't tell me to smile. You stick around and make it worth your while. My numbers beyond what you can dial. Maybe it's because we're so versatile, style, profile. Weather's step. looking good. It always brings me back when I hear Child from the Hudson River out <laughs> to the Nile. Hang on. From the marathon to the Are very you last rapping? Mile. Well, if you battle me, I feel reviled. People always say my style is wild. You've got gall, you've got guile. Step to me, I'm a rapophile. <laughs>
3: You are so white! Hey, so were the
2: Beastie Boys. <laughs> here you go.
3: Thank you. They had talent though, right? Oh!
2: And yes, half their songs were them telling us how talented they were. Sounds about right.
3: Mm. Oh! Hot!
2: You just <laughs> saw me brew it. I know! Yeah, seriously, are you okay?
3: Yes, I'm fine.
2: You want a glass of water or...? Who no,
3: honestly. Anyway, stop being so nice to me. I'm trying to take the piss here.
2: Oh, Eleanor. I've told you, I'm not calling you that.
3: Everyone else does.
2: Is everyone else sleeping with you?
3: Well...
2: (laughs) Don't answer that. (laughs) It just sounds a lot like a... (sighs) child's name to me. (laughs) I mean, it's not exactly a name you want to call out in the middle of sex, is it?
3: I'm sure you could give it a go. Uh,
2: I'd rather not. Anyway, um... (sighs) See? Blowing on it helps. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Hmm... Oh, that's good. I suppose I should get a shower soon.
3: Yeah. I could get used to this, you know. To what? Waking up. With you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, me too. Mm. 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 (laughs) Well, I'm not going anywhere.
3: Good. Neither am I. Mm. Not worried about breath anymore, then?
2: Mm, Not so much. I'm hoping you only smell sweet, earthy blends now.
3: So am I getting a proper kiss, then?
2: Once we have showers, we'll talk.
3: All right. (sighs) (sighs) Me first! Oh, no. (laughs) 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 Hey!
2: Hey! (laughs) No! (laughs) you
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Stop it. laughs> What?
3: Oh, just fucking kiss
0: me.
2: good to stand.
3: Mmm. Yeah. Oh, I still can't get over what a nice drive it is. Yeah. How come you're not up here all the time? I mean, if I were more local, I'd be here
2: non-stop. It's a longer drive when you're on your own. But I was up in Anworth a few months ago. That was nice. I think I remember driving past here, actually.
3: Well... It's the only pub for miles.
2: Yeah. Uh, that reminds me, I need to pee.
3: Hey, there were plenty of laybys on the way.
2: No, I didn't want to slow us down.
3: Hey, no, Pete, don't worry. We're doing okay for time.
2: Hmm, okay, so uh, when's the tide again?
3: We've still got a good few hours. It's fine. Even with the delay setting off.
2: Hmm. I did try to get us out on time.
3: I didn't see you complaining.
2: <laughs> too right you didn't.
3: <laughs> anyway... What do you think of the name?
2: The Pheasant Plucker.
3: I am not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant plucker's son. I am only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. What? Say it quickly.
2: Yeah, I can see where this is going. Okay. Uh, I am not a pheasant plucker.
3: I'm a pheasant plucker's son.
2: (laughs) Right. Uh, I am not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant fucker's...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless. Come on. Let's head in.
2: So, Alice named the place, did she?
3: First thing she did when she got it. Tells you everything you need to know, really.
2: Well, oh, completely.
3: There she is. Eleanor! Hiya! Hello, you.
4: Hang on, let me get out from behind the bar. Oh, she's keen. (laughs) Ah, Come here! (laughs) And this must be... Oh, sorry. Peter, nice to meet you. And you as well. Do we... uh... Tell you what. Handshake now, and then we'll see if you get upgraded to a hug on your way out, (laughs) eh? Sounds good to me. There we are.
2: Actually, I just need to find your Lou.
4: Oh, good. Then we can talk behind your back.
2: <laughs> well, that seems fair.
4: Just behind the fruit machine on your left.
2: Thanks. Uh, be right back.
4: OK. <laughs> so let me see. Is he...
3: <laughs> the speakeasy guy, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. I like the sound of him. <laughs> I remember. So the other guy got the shove. The, uh... Oh, come on, what was he? Uh, oh, don't tell me. The nurse? Oh,
3: God, yeah. A good while back now.
4: How long was that exactly?
3: A good while. OK, sure. No shame. No shame. <laughs> anyway, once I knew about Peter, we had the chat and, uh, well, we've been exclusive ever since. Oh, look at you, all official. <laughs> yeah, well- Whatever constitutes an of official in the eyes of wider society these days.
4: Doesn't it mean the Instagram reveal?
3: Nobody does that anymore. Oh,
4: really? Nah, Rashford's winning rings. It's
3: decidedly uncool.
4: Ah. <laughs> oh, L. Seriously, look at you. You've got this huge grin on your face. Oh God. Hey, no, it's great. Oh, you're beaming. I didn't realise you were such a
3: romantic. You're
4: making me beam for Christ's sake.
3: Well, in the right circumstances. I am, yeah. But, I mean, it's hard, isn't it, to be romantic these days? Probably working in a pub. (laughs) But Peter makes it easy. Like, being with him is easy. Yeah? How so? It's different with him. No suspiciously extreme highs to chase, but no lows either. Some fireworks, and... It's just really nice, and... I like him more each time I see him. Fucking hell! I know! Sounds very serious! Well, I wouldn't go that far. I would. Would he die for you? (laughs) What? Would you die for him? Alice, what the hell are you on about? Hey. Ah, find it all
2: right! Yeah, thanks. Quite classy as far as toilets go.
4: Northumberland's pretty middle class, you know. Can't have your chaps pissing into a trough now, can I?
2: It's certainly nice not to splash my own shoes. <laughs> you wouldn't have one of those condom machines with sex toys in them.
4: Up market. Supplier stocked that fresh the other day, even.
2: Do people actually buy those things?
4: The condoms or the sex toys?
2: The sex toys. Yeah. Hang on, love, let me grab this thing that I bought in the men's room.
4: <laughs> hey, if it gets the job done. Exactly. <laughs> oh, look at you two.
3: Yeah, he's all right, isn't he?
2: Hmm. So, uh, how do you two meet, anyway?
3: Oh, it was on a ghost walk. Yep. Chillingham Castle. Oh, do you remember that woman? Very well. What's this? Oh, so, I had this huge <laughs> scarf on, like... <laughs> 12 foot.
4: And this woman screams while we're in the dungeon. Literally (laughs) screams. She's not even
3: exaggerating. Oh, there's a thing (laughs) on the floor. There's something following you. (laughs) Well, it was my scarf dragging across the floor, wasn't it? Took the tour guide a good few minutes to calm her down. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I wandered off to take some selfies for the Instagram account. You were posing. Damn right I was. Anyway, so Alice offers to take my photo, and it turns out she already follows me. Course I did. Gorgeous girl posing in
4: gothic locations. What's not to love?
2: <laughs> Couldn't agree more. That's why I slid into her DMs.
4: What, what, no, Al, you said it was Tinder, did you not? No, that was the
3: other guy. Oh, fuck. Sorry, mate. Hope I haven't ruined the illusion.
2: It's fine. I mean, that's what you're meant to do, right? Date multiple people at once?
3: Alice certainly does. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> Instagram's why we're here, anyway. Oh, yeah, you said. St Olaf's Lighthouse, right? Yeah. You've been telling me to go for long enough, and the tide's finally going out enough for us to make it over. It only goes out this far about six times a year. Found that out the hard way last time.
2: And I'm playing photographer.
3: And Peter is playing photographer. Oh, yeah? You any good? I'd
2: like to think so. Did you see the photos in Newcastle last week? Yeah. That was me.
3: Oh, We'll have a couple of hours, window. I just hope we can get in. I know it's not actually in use.
4: Well, I'll cross my fingers for you. I mean, as long as it's going to be safe, that is. Relatively,
3: that is. Ah, I mean, <laughs> safe as it can be. Should you really be going, then? What if, like, the ceiling collapses or something? Look, if I want to reach 40,000 followers anytime soon, I need to keep finding new spaces. And it's not like something I haven't done before. How many are you on now? 27.5,000. That's close enough.
4: But do what you need to do. It's not like I can stop you. Right, are you getting something to eat while
3: you're here? you got time, right?
0: Uh, do we? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Anyway, you must be as starving as I am. You need to try the cod and chips here.
4: Hmm. Uh, Actually, we're out of cod.
3: Oh, that's a shame. Haddock too. So, basically all fish? Well, well, I've got a couple tins of tuna. Mm, Not quite as tempting.
4: Yep. Thank the tide for that. How so? It's red tide. The sea is literally red right now. Wow. Where's that then? It's like this huge buildup of algae, something to do with nutrients on the sea floor or something. Anyway, every so often there's a buildup of the shit and it completely takes over the water. Really? Kills everything. Christ. You'll see it when you get further down. It's really hitting us right now. Fucking sick of it. Oh, Alice, I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm hoping it sorts itself out soon. It normally does. So no, no fish and chips. But I can offer you a hot beef sandwich like no other. I'll even do you mate's rates.
2: Oh, very nice.
4: You too, Al. Yes, please. Okay, I'll just go speak to the kitchen.
2: I'm glad I'm wearing the right shoes. I'm glad you listened. (sighs) Me too. It's that ever so slightly sinking feeling with each step?
3: You don't get to the beach much, do you?
2: I've not had that many women to take to the beach.
3: Good answer. Thank you. Oh, Pete, look! What? Back on the cliff. Puffins. Where? Right there. In the little cave bit.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, cute.
2: I don't think I've ever seen a puffin in the flesh before. Really? Mind you, not much to see at this distance.
3: We'll look out for them on the way back. Here, come on. I wonder how they're managing.
2: What, because of the red tide?
3: Yeah. I mean, if there's no fish, they must be struggling.
2: Oh, they'll be fish, just unhealthy dead fish.
3: Mm, Yeah, unless they can sense it's off or something.
2: Maybe. Or maybe they crave human flesh now.
3: (laughs) Yep, I mean, that's a natural conclusion. What do you think? Think you could take a puffin in a fight?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally.
3: What about two puffins? Yeah, yeah, I could take them. Okay. What about six Puffins? Um...
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. But only if they come at me one at a time.
3: Impressive.
2: I mean, Puffins can fly, right?
3: (laughs) Of course they can bloody fly.
2: Yeah, as I suspected. (laughs) Can you smell that? No. Oh. Oh, you will. you oh. still
3: don't... Oh. oh! Oh, that's unpleasant. Oh, it oh. must be the
2: tide, right?
3: Oh, must be.
2: Oh. I don't even see any dead fish. Oh. Is it the algae? Mm, must be. Oh. Speaking of, i still say the water looks more orangey than red.
3: At this distance, anyway. Oh. Fuck. Oh, it really does stink. Oh. Oh.
2: Yeah, you still want to continue? I can only imagine this is going to get worse before it gets better.
3: Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Oh, oh, sorry, I just need to... Oh. <coughs> oh, how can I taste it?
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh.
3: Hey, I know it's not ideal, but if we miss this tide we'll have to wait about three months to try again. Yeah. And look, we're almost at the lighthouse.
2: Okay, yeah. Hmm?
3: You're brilliant, you know.
2: <laughs> Keep telling me, and I might believe you.
3: Mm-hmm. And look at it. It's gorgeous.
2: Yes. It, uh, it... Almost looks like it's going to topple, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, the erosion's even more intense than I thought. But look, it's mainly the base that's eroded. tower isn't too bad. I mean, that's not much worse than the one in Whitby. That one's still in use.
2: Yeah, because towers are stronger at the top than the bottom.
3: Honestly, it looks okay. And if it isn't, then we'll not venture too far in, okay? And maybe some photos outside will do. I could climb onto the base, I suppose. And the smell really doesn't make me want to stay longer than we have to.
2: Okay, we'll see. Oh, jellyfish. Careful. Thanks. Nearly there. I just don't understand how it's not on an island or something. Like, how exactly has it been overwhelmed by the sea like this?
3: I think it's Longshore Drift. The cliffs used to go much further out to sea. And this part used to be an island. I mean, look. There's more rock than sand now.
2: Yeah, that's true. Maybe I should have paid more attention in geography. Oh yeah? Yeah, I barely remember what Longshore Drift is. I just wasn't that interesting. It didn't help that Ms. Roach was a... What is that? What's what? Like a foghorn or something? I don't see any fog. You didn't hear anything?
3: No. sea's getting pretty loud. Could be that. And you don't get out much. (laughs)
2: Hey.
3: (laughs) Have you actually seen the sea before? In person? Get
2: stuffed! maybe later. Hey, you can't flirt your way out of everything, you know.
3: Can't I?
2: Okay, maybe when you give me that look.
3: I know. Come on, we're nearly there.
2: Hey, I'm not a dog.
3: Come on, good boy.
2: Pack it in.
3: It's distracting you from the smell, isn't it?
2: Okay, to some extent. There's the door. Ah, yeah. Uh, I think there's a gate, mind. Hang on. Careful. (laughs) Brilliant! What's up?
3: Come see. The gate. It's practically rusted away. (laughs) Careful. Yeah, that's it. Watch yourself. Come and see. See?
2: dan for er Well, that's one way to write a sign.
3: Pretty sure it used to be an E. If you say so. Anyway, look, most of it's come away and... (coughs) We can squeeze through that, easy.
2: Um, maybe, yeah? On, no, no, I've got it. Ooh. Okay, one, two, three. <coughs> Can you manage? Yeah. Uh. There. Okay. Here. Nice. No, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Oh. 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 You okay? Yeah. It. Uh, it just went
3: guess you don't know your own oh. strength.
2: Guess not. That all because the door was already crumbling. You didn't uh,
3: cut yourself, did you?
2: Uh, no. No, I'm okay, thanks. Oh. Good. You okay?
3: Yeah, not a scratch.
2: Great. So, here we are, huh?
3: Here we are. Can you believe this would have been flooded just a few hours ago?
2: Oh. Judging by the gunk on the walls, I'd say yes. And speaking of... Now that's red.
3: Oh, wow. What is that?
2: Uh, moss, I think. I suppose it's stained from the algae.
3: Actually, I think it might be the algae. Really? Yeah, sounds about right. Oh, I don't know. Maybe.
2: Well, whatever it is, there's plenty of it.
3: Might work to our advantage. Maybe I could highlight the red in Photoshop.
2: So, there's only one direction to go. I have to admit, this is really cool.
3: Damn right it is.
2: Oh, uh, watch your head here. Thanks. This is a bit more of a squeeze than I thought it was. Oh, oh wow, that is tall.
3: See where the actual light used to be? Yeah. The top half usually sticks out. I reckon someone's nicked that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. Mind you, it uh, doesn't smell so much in here.
3: Ooh, it does. I just think you're getting used to it.
2: I don't know. Okay, there it is. Spit. What?
3: Spit. It'll get the taste out of your mouth. I doubt it. Just try it.
2: (sighs) Yeah, that did nothing.
3: I'm sure you can do better than that.
2: Is this, like, a thing for you? No! Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's... Not exactly how I expected the inside of a lighthouse to look. No? I mean, there's the uh, spiralling staircase, what's left of it, but, like, uh, a lot of it's set in stone, from, from what I can see, anyway.
3: Well, I suppose it depends on how old they are. Who built them, what coastal features you had to start with. You'd start with what's available, wouldn't you? And this one's old.
2: Oh, yeah? How old?
3: Uh... I can't remember. (laughs) I'll Google it later. I think it was one of those ones that started off as a... Jesus!
2: What the hell was that? I, uh (laughs) I mean, I know what it sounded like. Right? Hey, come come here. We're in an old lighthouse. There are cracks and holes everywhere. We are almost literally in the sea. It'll be the wind passing through the tower.
3: Hey, let's make our way around those steps.
2: Sure. You know, it's like when you're a kid and there's a gale outside and you convince yourself it's a ghost.
3: Well foxes boxes in the cellar.
0: Hmm.
3: My parents' first house. It was old. Early 1800s and it had this cellar. I always refused to go down there and we didn't really use it, to be fair. Sometimes foxes would get in and sleep there. Oh. Don't ask me how they got in there, but they did. Sometimes I'd hear them screaming from my bedroom. It's horrible.
2: Wow, that must have been really unnerving.
3: To say the least, yeah. Ugh, there's moss all over the steps. Watch where you go.
2: So, uh, did you ever see them? Hmm? Where are the foxes?
3: Not in the basement. Too stealthy. Few bats, though. <laughs> this one time, just.
2: Oh, oh. Ow. Ow. oh, God, are you okay?
3: Yeah. Oh. Help yeah. me up. Yeah. Thanks.
0: Oh. What?
3: I've got the moss on my hand.
2: Oh, yeah. Hmm. Looks like it's staining your skin, even.
3: Oh, the bulk of it's not budging at all. Oh, feels like dried superglue. Except... Fluffy.
2: Oh, I've got some anti-back wipes in the car. I'll try and get it off for you. Thanks, Pete. How's the rest of you, anyway? You okay?
3: I'm okay, really. Just... ...sore. Hmm, I bet. Anyway, let's plod on. I want to get a photo in that passageway.
2: Ah, good spot.
3: Okay. Ah. Yeah. I can definitely make this moss work. The reds are really vibrant. Okay, let me just get into position.
2: Wait, you want to use my phone or yours?
3: We've got the same model, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Yeah, just use yours. Okay. Oop, oop. Slippy. Ready? Yeah, just get my good side, eh?
2: What, your ass?
3: <laughs> Shut up.
2: <laughs> Made you smile, though.
3: I'm meant to be looking spooky here.
2: Hey, it's a cute photo. You'll thank me later, trust me.
3: Hmm, i better.
2: Okay, seriously now, I'm ready. Okay. Nice.
3: Oh, let me just...
2: Oh, nice pose. Very uh, magician. <laughs>
3: okay, let me try a different one. Whoa!
2: What's up?
3: My hand. The moss. Look. That's gotten worse. You think? There was none on my fingers before.
2: Are you sure?
3: I know. I know how it was, okay?
2: Sure, of course. It's okay. We'll get it sorted.
3: <laughs>
2: hey, I'm not sure you should touch it more. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, pack it I in.
3: No, I just. <gasps> Look! <laughs> <laughs> that came from down the passageway.
2: Yeah, that, that's not the wind.
3: Someone's down here. Right?
2: Uh, they, they must have gotten in before us.
3: They didn't sound okay. What if they're
2: hurt? Uh, no. Um, <clears throat> hello? Hello? Oh, fuck. He doesn't sound good. We should... Yeah. Come on. We're coming. Uh, Are you alright? Oh, fuck the smell. Hello?
3: Peter, I think this is heading lower. We've got to be careful. If the tide
2: comes back... Yeah, yeah, we'll drown. I got it. Uh, we're here. Hello? Are you there, mate? The uh... Is that him? Oh, I need to get the torch on my phone.
0: <laughs> oh my god! What the...?
3: What the fuck? Jesus, the mosses! They're trapped!
0: Don't touch it. Don't let it touch you.
2: What? What happens if we touch it? it's all over the... ..things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because... Because it's eating us.
4: Oh,
3: oh Jesus. Fuck, me. It's all over them. It's fucking
0: everywhere. <laughs> How many of them are there?
3: There's a lot of them not moving. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do we do?
0: The most.
2: I mean, I, 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 I. I. We we, call we, 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 it, it. it. I don't understand.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <coughs> Pete My hand What? My hand <laughs>
0: It's spreading oh. No,
2: no, no, P? no, 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 no Come on, come on, we have to leave, we have to get a helmet.
0: Get it off me, get it off
2: me <laughs> I... I can't Oh,
3: fuck, it's spreading I'm oh, fucking off.
2: Jesus Christ, the wall's velocity. Pete, help me. Anna, oh, come on. Oh,
3: my <laughs> feet. My fucking feet are coming. Pete, grab me. Pull me. Pull me.
0: Pull me. The monster. me. <muscle. laughs> oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, help me! help me! Please 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and how he rose from nothing to become New York's king of the egg cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You bastard. Yes? What else? <laughs> Have you no shame? <laughs> On the long list of things that you've said to me, Mark, that that ranks somewhere middling. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, listeners. If you ever hear
1: a very good performance from David, it's because I've hit him quite a few times. No, no. <laughs> not making that joke because <laughs> yes. I'm implying your shit on every other podcast.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, let's 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 try that again. How about
2: you, monster? Uh, I think there were several of those in the story. They were victims, David. Ah, oh, okay, so. Anymore? I mean, please feel free. No, you, throw you throw could... it all at me because I'm I'm evidently the character that I played.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm making a list here, David. You, you just just in and ch-
2: checking it twice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you haven't been nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I complimented the toilets. Come on. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll <laughs> talk more about our peeing preferences shortly. But but perhaps David, you should. <laughs> Effortlessly segue into our greeting to the listeners and uh, and 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 indeed the discussion in earnest.
2: I, I I suppose I could do yes. Well, that brings us very nicely on to saying hello, dearest listeners. Welcome to Shadows at the Door for November 2023. You have been listening to, you've been listening to Capture My Best Side, written and performed by the very wonderful and amazing Mark Nixon. Hello Mark. That's
1: right. I was Eleanor.
2: <laughs> you do an excellent Erica Sanderson impression, I must say.
1: Years of practice, David.
2: Uh, excellent. Yes, cuz I, I I I always thought that Erica was playing everyone else on the No Sleep podcast, but it just turns out that you were playing Erica all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm also David Cummings. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is there no limit to your genius, Mark? That is that is all I can ask.
1: I I think a true genius would have the the smarts to to be humble <laughs> so there are many limits but thanks actually no yeah. if any if any good like point, point. you know people who want to welcome you are listening there are no limits to my genius hire me
2: <laughs> <laughs> excellent so um yes capture my best side with uh, erica sanderson kirsty wolven kareem kronfly uh, michelle kelly and of course uh, you Mark Nixon.
1: Yeah, but th- th- more on that story later, David. Okay, okay. okay I am just a, a, a small piece of this uh, creepy puzzle.
2: Creepy puzzle, which which segues nicely into the the plan behind this particular story. Now, I understand that you wanted to get me rapping and the rest of the story is merely fluff.
1: Yeah, I mean, with every episode of Shadows at the Door, it's a, what ridiculous... I have this dartboard. Mm-hmm and a lot of holes around the dartboard because I'm not a natural sportsman. <laughs> but um, I love that darts
2: as a sport. Stand about two feet away from the dartboard and, and you can pick whatever story you want.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's like, can I get David to orgasm on the show? Can I get David to rap on the show? Mm-hmm. Can I get David to uh, groom and seduce Jake on the show? It's all these... <laughs> All these things and uh, just wait till you see what's on it for the rest of the season, David.
2: Oh, excellent. Yeah, looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so, uh, talking of the fluff then, what was the inspiration behind Capture My Best Side?
1: Well, I think it's I love a ghost story and I love like slow burn stories and i love like romantic horror and and horny horror and all all these you know and n- none of those things horror as well <laughs> i but i think sometimes i don't go for horrifying as much as i would like mm. and so i just thought what if like a i don't know like a creepy pasta but you care about the characters
2: Ooh. Accent, yeah,
1: yeah, and I, and that's it, and I and I and I love writing dialogue, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you remember, David. This story should have been in season one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, uh, it, it it was a long time since I recorded it. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, the David in this episode had no idea what was to <laughs> <going>.
0: come. <laughs> no,
1: I, I remember when you and I were in the early stages of planning Shadows. We went, uh, we met up, and we went for a, a lovely walk mm-hmm. around an abbey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember telling you this story that at the time had a, it had like a haunted by your own ghost kind of time traveling twist. Mm. Mm. and at the time i i really liked the, the the concept but i i couldn't find a way and i remember saying to you i couldn't find a nice way to tie it all together mm-hmm. and i remember you saying just you know just don't pressure yourself to put it in that season. So i thought it's always on the back burner and then mm-hmm. and then david christmas of 2022 inside number nine did it mm. so um mm-hmm. <laughs> so i then cursed your name scrumpled the paper (laughs) that's how my laptop got broke that time um, (laughs) wow no but no i don't know i just the same kind of premise is there that the the person who seemed like they would protect their partner did not Hmm. i'm just very interested in in love as a topic i think it's a very complicated thing Mm, absolutely comes in many different shapes and Mm -hmm. sizes yeah and but i think sometimes the the romantic love that people can experience in, particularly in the early stages of a relationship, it's it's so strong and it's so like in, it can be insecure and it can be mm. it can be one of the most potent things you can experience. And then hopefully that never leaves. You know, hopefully.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, David. Let me go on record. I think the honeymoon phase is a fucking
2: myth. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: Would you not agree? Uh,
2: I I think. I, I would agree if you have found the right person then uh, or people for for the pollies out there uh, then yes you you will have that sense of joy and wonder and just yeah it's it's wonderful if you found the right the right person yeah
0: yeah
2: uh, and the honeymoon phase does not have to finish at all but uh, i think a lot of people will get hooked on the chemistry of meeting new people mm-hmm. and the sort of early stages the discovery and then uh, you get them mm. going for the chemistry or the chemicals rather than finding the right person
1: yeah and, and i think you know new chemistry with someone is can be dangerous it can blind you to all sorts of things but absolutely but i guess you know, what I'm getting at is like this feeling of, oh, I would, you know, and as a parent, you're like, God, I would die for this person. And you know that, there are not going to be many hypothetical situations where that's going to come up, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yes. It's like these people that go like, oh, would you do something really care for a million pounds? I'm like, who is this person with a million pounds? <laughs> Just going around. It's like, you know, and you, you wouldn't, you, a straight man, wouldn't do that for a million pounds? Liar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much a million pounds is? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Guy pulls up in a van. Hey, do you want to jump in? No, a million pounds? Yes. <laughs> Give me half now and half after. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is like, you know what? All these strong fears, I would die for this person. I love this person. What if it's bullshit?
2: Mm. You know, inside you're just prey who wants to escape. <laughs> I, I, now here is, here is where I take slight issue mm. with this. Um, it's not about the, that being bullshit. It's about the specific situation that my character was in. What was your character called, David? Where Peter? Away. No <laughs> <laughs> I did listen to this. Thank you very much. <laughs> and and he's put in a situation where um, L, Eleanor, has a fall and gets uh, gets some of the 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 moss, the algae on her hand, mm-hmm. and he says. We'll wipe that off in a little moment uh, once we get back, but we've only got a short amount of time uh, in which you you want to take these photos. Mm -hmm. When the reveal is shown that all of these, uh, that the algae has spread and is is causing all of these issues, there is literally nothing he can do Mm -hmm. but escape. Oh, yeah. Does that make him... A monster.
1: It's a good question that I hope people take to various social medias loudly. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be David Lynch about this and refuse to give you my opinion.
0: (laughs) Believe it or not, Eraserhead is my most spiritual film.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Why elaborate on that? No, I won't. (laughs) Um, Because, yes, he, he could have been romantic and jumped in with her. That would have just led to an extra death. David,
1: this has suddenly reminded me of the director james cameron mm-hmm. who got so pissed off at people talking about that there was room enough on that piece of floating debris or, or <laughs> door that he actually recreated it in a uh, allegedly a scientific experiment mm-hmm. in like a, a, a an olympic swimming pool and a, you, i think you can actually go online and see it but he proved that it was physically impossible <laughs> because if there's one thing james cameron knows it's water yes
2: fair <laughs> yeah
1: fun fact uh, ed helms nearly drowned to death on the set of
2: the abyss oh right yeah. okay so so did sophie Aldred in battlefield oh yeah
1: oh and there listeners is our cloister bell mm-hmm. at, at the time of recording I th- over the last couple of days it's been announced that david Tennant is going to play Macbeth in a run in on the west end don't say it
2: don't say the name
1: oh i guess i'm an actor aren't i um yeah you are and you're in a recording space oh god um <laughs> 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 Just the what they do on Blackadder.
0: Being <laughs> but a mere butler, you will not know the great theatre tradition that one does never speak the name of the Scottish play. What, Macbeth? Ah! Ah! Hot potato, off the doors, but will make amends! Ah! You oh, oh, you mean you have to do that every time I say Macbeth? Ah!
2: Hot ah! potato, off the doors, but will make amends! Ah! I it!
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> Hot potato orchestra stroll. Fine. I'm not superstitious though, David. I know, but... Do I this is a This is a moment for me. Will it upset you if I say...
2: The Scottish play? No, it, 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 I'm not superstitious either.
1: Then I will say it. Yeah, anyway, and then David Tennant naturally did a, a photo shoot to announce this and someone had just retweeted this and said, Top Dilf. I love this so much about the internet. If you are horny <laughs> about David Tennant online, his wife will see it, publicly respond to it, And show him it. (laughs) And she said, once David Googles DILF, he's going to be so happy about this. (laughs) Brilliant. And if anyone
2: listening doesn't know what a DILF is, I'll direct you to Urban Dictionary. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Or or indeed, well, surely, did did we not mention it in our chat about uh, uh, Dorian Gray? I
1: don't think so, um, because
2: I don't think there are any actual
1: fathers in that.
2: This is true. Yes
1: unless henry wanted to
2: be known as daddy (laughs) no no i think that would put put too much responsibility on his shoulders
1: i have some feelings and Mm -hmm. and all of the dialogue is very carefully chosen (laughs) this surprisingly considering this has been and probably will be the shortest episode of the season this was surprisingly complex to make Mm. and it was just one of those moments where i was editing and i thought who the fuck wrote this (laughs) oh and then at the end i thought there's so much reverb going on there's all these people going on and there's all these noises going on you can barely hear anything so when I was directing Nico with the music, I was like, okay, we need some music, but not too much. So we can actually hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then the moss wasn't meant to have any sound. Like there's no script direction for this. And this is why it's good that I am also the sound guy and the writer, even though I wish I wasn't sometimes. <laughs> because I, I, just, I was just going through my database of sound effects and I had the perfect sound. Ah. I was like, oh shit. Hooray. And then, David, here is the big secret oh go on then erica was meant to remain stuck in the moss while she screamed after you yes but there was just um erica i mean obviously i you know the script says she is distraught and screams after pete and then there was one take of erica where she was doing that and then at the end she just kind of went into a defeated sob which wasn't in the script but this is the joy of actors david you know, they'll They'll get into the head of the character, mm-hmm. or, or they'll just, you know, robotically do it. You know, who knows? <laughs> but like, but... that's right, David. Season four, we're going for an all AI cast. I knew it was coming. Oh,
2: I don't. Oh, need... That's knew. not even funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh god, it's. Oh. I'll
2: have to oh. see if I can get. Um, I'll get Google Bard to come up with a Shadows of oh. the Door script.
1: I don't want to know how horrifically reductive my scripts are, David. <laughs> but no, I have to draw a line in the sand. Like, I love supporting other shows, but if you're using AI in any capacity, I can't and won't do it. Well, AI art, AI writing, AI acting.
2: Mm. It's, it's all jobs that are being taken.
1: Yeah, I, I think AI should be used to make people's lives easier, like a diary or clippy. Mm-hmm. Looks like you're trying to
2: delight and scare your, your listeners. Can I help? <laughs>
0: <laughs> can I teach you a lesson?
2: Uh, if we can have maybe an AI parliament, that would be quite useful. We wouldn't have to pay them as much.
1: This is how you get the Matrix, David. <laughs> you're just going to get Hugo <laughs> Weaving going, all hu- unemployed humans will be turned into garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ugh, ugh, No. I mean that's basically Tory policy now. <laughs> uh, yeah, before we get into politics, before we started recording listeners, David and I had some strong
2: opinions <laughs> pretty much. But before we get into politics,
1: Erica just kind of ended one take on this defeated sob and mm-hmm. but there was like there was just this one like like this one gasp that just sounded so sad and I and when I discovered that I had this brilliant sound effect for the moss, I made it so that it consumed her face. And I took Erica's sad gasp as the moment where it muffles Erica's voice. And then ah. as you are running away, if you listen carefully, you can hear Erica sobbing from behind. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't need to do this. I'm a sound designer. I can just do it in post. Wait! <laughs> so Erica starts like this and
2: then goes like this. Check me out. I'm behind moths. That's amazing. Yeah. How did you do that? (laughs) I think it's one of those things that actors, and indeed probably the post-producers, across all genres, uh, fear is, we'll fix that in post. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know when Erica listens, and hi, Erica. Hi, Erica. I think Erica will be quite delighted at that. But if I was transforming someone's performance so much that it was stuff that you didn't agree to in the script... Mm -hmm. I think changing it to you're stuck in the moss to the moss went over your mouth isn't a huge deal. But if I suddenly rearranged all of Erica's lines so that, you know, she said, David Alt is the worst man ever. <laughs> that might even work in the context of the story. <laughs> to be fair, though, with AI, you can get a more convincing thing than that.
2: So I'm afraid so. Yes, you can.
1: <laughs> Do you know what pissed me off, though, David? Go on,
2: Mark. What pissed you off?
1: So I'm a big Trekkie, right? I, I know you are. Yes. And Lower Decks, as you may or may not know, is a cartoon version of Star Trek where it features on the lower-ranking officers on a obscure ship in the fleet. I
2: have heard of this,
1: yes. It's delightful. I, I, I love it. And the people who make it clearly love
0: Star Trek more than anyone. Can I teach you a lesson? Nope, 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 nope. Actually, you know what? We were just heading out. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. Thanks, Badgie. You got it. If you need me. Badgie's here. I'm always here.
1: As I was making this episode, David... I watched an episode of Lower Decks where they were doing an episode about caves. Okay. Where they got stuck in moss. Oh. And the moss consumed them and had them stuck to a wall. Oh. Yeah. And I had two people who knew I was making this episode uh, who messaged me and went, have they seen your script, <laughs> <laughs> I was, dear Paramount? <laughs> yeah.
2: Stop listening. Well, start listening. Keep listening, but stop. <laughs> and I think I, I've—I'm—I probably mentioned this before, and if I have, then apologies, and you can fix it in post. Uh, but I remember I came up with a an idea for a story while I was at school, and I planned it all out because it involved time travel. And then the butterfly effect came out and it was essentially the same plot. And it's like... F-
1: well, that's, what they, that's why I don't think you've mentioned that before, actually. That's why they say there are no original stories left, David. But...
2: I know, yes. It's all rehashing. Everything's rehashing.
1: Join us next month for our mr James adaptation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, but then again, acting is rehashing as well because you're just rehashing emotions. I, I suppose then there is another place where moss would be very useful over someone's mouth and and that would be uh at the beginning uh, we we have mentioned it already but uh i suppose we should do a deep dive into my um character's particular penchant for the beastie boys
1: yes david what is your experience and uh, and and thoughts on the beastie boys
2: i i think i've heard maybe one of their songs before.
1: You've certainly heard Intergalactic now.
2: I I certainly have, (laughs) but I was talking about Out in the Wild, uh, and my thoughts on them...
1: Indifferent, was it fair to say? Uh,
2: Utterly so, yes. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I mean, I I didn't dislike them. I didn't immediately want to um, go out and find all their music, so um, I, I don't think I would immediately jump to find any more, so yeah. Hmm. That's fair. And yet you made me as one of the... i'm not going to say the whitest people ever but i suppose you do say that in in the script (laughs) you're so white um one of my favorite
1: groups is called the whitest boy alive (laughs) it's a it's a it's a a band led by i think they've i don't think they're together anymore but the the lead is norwegian and and they're all based in germany and they make the most beautiful like relaxed chilled music it's great Oh cool Yes. Yeah, well, you know what, David? So this is one of those moments where I put a little of myself into the character because if I'm very comfy around someone Mm -hmm. I may allow myself to rap at them about whatever they're doing you've never rapped at me people I feel comfy around
2: (laughs) (laughs) and there you have it listeners the the insight into our relationship (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: purely adversarial yeah (laughs) like all cis male friendships (laughs) yeah
2: exactly no homo (laughs) god I would just love
1: the opposite of that to be when you make a joke you just run a finger around your friend's mouth and just go very homo <laughs> mm-hmm. take that 2010 mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway so yeah and, and i'm a big fan of the beastie boys i actually listened to a six hour like podcast deep dive no it was six episodes of a podcast and each episode was like two hours long about the history of the beastie boys and how important they were to to punk music and the hip-hop scene and it's uh, the podcast is no dogs in space where they do really good deep dives on, on music. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, anyway, I, I just love the Beast of And the more I learn about them, the more I love them. And I just, yeah. But I chose Intergalactic because I thought it's a very easy rap to do, even when you're speaking it. And yet, David. <laughs> you, you made me re-record it a couple of times. because it A was. few times. <laughs> yeah. Because it was just so clear to me, David. And I can cut this if you want. It was just so clear to me.
2: That you just read the lines off the page. I no. I, okay. So it wasn't that I was reading the lines off the page. I, I was doing that. I, I listened to the track. Uh, I had the lines there, and I was just trying to, trying. I was trying to get them at the same time that they were, and so that's possibly where it started being a bit shit. <laughs> uh, but I was just trying to trying to get through so like because i was okay right and then so just you you heard a few takes of me getting into it
1: yeah and then there was a take of you doing it while you heard the song and then you did a take when you weren't listening to it at the same time which was better and that's the take that's in the that's in the episode
2: ah okay yes so once i stopped trying to be the beastie boys and (laughs) and cut myself loose but I just needed to remember the speed because I had to make sure that it because I didn't know whether you would be playing it behind me. But we don't have the budget
1: for that, David. That's true. People want to join the Patreon, movie and you might you might uh, you might get a little more. <laughs> I don't know, David. I just think you know you're in your booth there, your headphones on, your 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 mic, and it, it's a very professional setup and. I'm getting you to rap. Surely this was every young man's dream at some point. That's definitely one way to put it, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, all these young men had Beastie Boys on their wall, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, young David Old had Sir Patrick Moore, who I know, was not an astrophysicist thanks to a conversation you and I had at LuxCon
0: <laughs> in
2: Luxembourg. Yes, he was merely an astronomer.
1: <laughs> who who was your scientific heroes? Because we know it wasn't Sir Isaac Newton, that twanged
2: <laughs> Bastard. Oh, I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I never had uh, any posters of the series up. Oh, David, I didn't have the
1: series, I just had Buffy up. <laughs> oh, I know you did, yes. <laughs>
2: well, anyone from the series, should I say. I think I possibly had a Radio Times insert of Paul McGann in the TARDIS when in 1996 and I think that's probably about it. In terms of people on my walls, and that it didn't last long.
1: Was Paul McGann kept secret? Did you like open the cupboard and go good night,
2: Paul? No, it was just it was just there because it was something to do with Doctor Who. I had plenty of Tardis's on the wall. Yeah,
1: <laughs> see, I wasn't into Doctor Who until uh, two thousand five. <sighs> I was brought up Trekkie.
2: Yeah, well, I'm. It is not for me to gatekeep. It is not for anyone to gatekeep. So, yeah. if you've just joined the family in, in two thousand and five, or even if you just joined it now, welcome and good luck going through the back catalogue We
1: i think our least you know we're, we're both not i can appreciate more about the most recent era than you can
2: oh right yes with yes chris jibnall
1: yeah i think chris yes. i don't know i have i have some issues with
2: it. i have so many
1: issues you know i remember because there's been times listeners where Dave has gone that holy of is crap i'm like what about this episode and you're like okay that episode's good what about this episode that episode's good when we had this discussion we realized Chris hadn't written those ones yes (laughs) Uh.
2: exactly he just he he might have changed a word and then put himself in as an executive producer and, and second writer but yes you know
1: if, if I had that policy, David, my name would be everyone, every <laughs> fucking percent. I mean, that's the thing. I I won't do that. I, no,
2: I, no, exactly. If so, you're a
1: script editor, you should maybe get that in the credits, but it's not your story. Nope. It's somebody else's story. Exactly. And you should empower
2: other writers. This is why I have an issue with Chris Chibnall. His writing is shit. And I'm sorry, Chris, if you're listening, that, that whole, everything you did with that era, apart from... Jodie and um, Sasha and uh, Joe, you know. Who's John? Joe Martin.
1: Oh, yeah. Jodie, if you're listening, you're a queen. Yeah. And I watched Time over the weekend, and it was so
2: good. (laughs) Yeah, Jody. if you want to come on our show, we'd be more than ha- more than happy for you to be in. This is
1: the second time we've asked Jody. Yeah, we'll not be a third. No, there'll be a third. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but what I'm, the, the whole point that I'm saying is, David, is what I think is good to remember is for a lot of people, that era is their introduction to Doctor Who. I know, yes. And there are yes, many and- people who are sad that it's over. And I, I do need to get one thing off my chest, though. Okay. I remember watching Flux mm-hmm. and thinking... Wow, there's a lot been set up here. How's he gonna, just checking my time, how's he gonna wrap this up mm-hmm. by the end of Flux? And, and to be fair, it's amazing Flux even exists because of all the COVID issues and mm-hmm. just squish all of this into one story. It's so, like, wow, how's he gonna wrap that up? Oh, okay, well, we've got two more specials. I'm watching Sea Devils. When will this end? I mean, (laughs) when is this going to get wrapped up? And then- I'm glad it wasn't just me. (laughs) I I tell you what though, David, speaking of monkey's paws, I had been saying for years, I'd love to see the sea devils again. (laughs) And that was a monkey's paw I found. Anyway, and then I was watching the centenary and I was like, wow, this, 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 he's got so much to wrap up Mm -hmm. in six minutes. Mm -hmm. And a minute of that will be the credits. And and it's saying, like David. Like I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but when the new trilogy was going to come out, I was there on opening night to see The Force Awakens. I'm I'm a boy at, in my heart. I'd like a lightsaber. I like it when they go vroom vroom. and 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 I like that. And and I like it when the ships go pew pew, which mm-hmm. is the franchise mm-hmm. for you if you like things <laughs> that go pew pew. And and I will say. I really like The Last Jedi because it dared to do something different, and yet most Star Wars fans didn't like it, and then they had to spend the next Ah. film fucking retconning it. I'm really interested in seeing this deconstruction of a hero. Anyway, anyway, anyway. The point is, David, I was there on opening night for the first film of that trilogy, thinking, wow, I can't wait to see what intricate trilogy they've prepared for everyone. (laughs) I had no idea that that trilogy had not even, not only had it not been written, Mm -hmm. they didn't know where they were going with it. How do you have arguably the largest film franchise in the world and you bring it back after a couple decades and you don't know where you're going with the story? There was this whole mystery as to who this character, who her parents were. They didn't know what they and i don't and that's the thing about chris chibnall it's like he did the whole and, and, and i'm so sorry everyone who doesn't like star star wars star trek or doctor who i promise we'll get back to the spooky shit really soon and, and we'll, we'll talk more about the PC boys i know that's what you're here for <laughs> <laughs> i keep looking at the mic it helps me how did chris come up with like the fugitive doctor joe mm. martin and 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 the timeless children and not finish it and all of his and I, I have no reason to doubt him where he says he'd always intended to leave after a few seasons, and so was Jody. I can understand and respect that, but like, <laughs> why would you? Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to irrevocably change the nature of this hero mm. and uh, mm-hmm. and not yes. explain it. Why not? Fuck you. That's why.
2: <laughs> uh, but talking of callbacks, though, uh, I was I was really pleased to hear the the name of Anworth in, uh, in at the beginning of our. Spooky little story. Nicely done, David.
1: Yeah, I I think it's just, I like it. It's like a little fun Easter egg, but I thought there's no reason, like not every episode I write is in the same universe. I can't say the word. I'm just very aware of the conversation we had with Jamie Flanagan, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know. I have established that two others are in the same. And to me, that's just, it's a little,
2: a little Easter egg. Yeah. And and tell me in terms of Easter eggs as well. There there were people talking in the pub.
1: God, yes, yes, there were. Uh, God, you know, do you know how like combat, how complex that pub like the soundscaping was? In uh,
2: it it certainly sounded quite complex.
1: Yes, the fruit machine would have instantly been incredibly recognisable to uh, I would say a good portion of the audience. Oh really. How so? It is, uh, I'm going to cut this bit out, and I will say what in my Patreon deep dive, (gasps) where I go into all of the minutiae of everything, (laughs) whether you're interested or not. That's always interesting.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. Excellent. I, I, I also did enjoy the foreshadowing of, would he die for you? And would you die for him?
1: <laughs> uh, wasn't that heavy-handed, was it, David? <laughs> um,
2: so you can imagine uh, the pub just suddenly going darker and two spotlights going. <laughs> Did you notice that I put the cheer from the football game at that moment as well? Back to back to everything. Pub, pub starts up again.
1: Yeah when i was planning out the story i had initially planned an epilogue where basically the story was explained to you but i mm. honestly think that is insulting your listeners
2: intelligence absolutely yes
1: i would like to think this is a good episode to listen to twice at, several times well you know at <laughs> least twice
2: leave running for the dog
1: david i'm just still bothered by that story i wrote for no sleep that to me is it's I, the, the pieces are all there and there were people on reddit going i don't understand why that didn't happen <laughs> And, and, you know, and no offense to, I mean, I love No Sleep listeners, and I love No Sleep. Mm-hmm. To those three people on Reddit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if, they, I don't even think they were criticizing it, but there were just some people that just didn't understand it. I thought, what well, if you listen, it's all there. Yeah. And uh, I'm far more generous than David Lynch. David, I had to read an academic article <laughs> sent to me by uh, a lovely listener of, of the show, Bronte, to understand the 1992 movie Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. <laughs> and I love Twin Peaks, and I... It was an academic paper. An
2: academic paper.
1: Yeah, and it was like you have to imagine the first 20 minutes is the main character dreaming. I'm like that makes so much sense. Right, yes. But like I am so much more generous than David, but he can afford to not be. Yes. <laughs> In all of my stories, I would I would say there is breadcrumbs of various sizes. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun when you can figure out something. I was playing a video game for once the other day and there was a twist. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Mm. Like, I could have figured that out if I'd been paying more attention. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. And I try to go body horror with this. It's, it's something I enjoy, but it's not like my main horror, th- you know, as we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although apparently looking back on my body of work, there's something about people drowning that I f- and, and still being alive that I find particularly gruesome and effective. <laughs> this idea that people were in a state of like living death and they had water in their lungs and you know bless all the actors i directed on this and and to be fair as i was putting this together i was like oh shit i'm in this and i haven't recorded it because i've been putting it off so <laughs> i sat at the mic with a bowl of water mm-hmm and I, I was looking. at I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> "God, listeners, you should have heard Kareem." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kareem's a professional who who will do uh, who will do you a, quite a few good takes. I was like, Kareem, my brother, like, no, (laughs) you're going to hurt. You need your vocal cords. The world needs your vocal cords. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I I thought it was quite horrible. And then by the time I edited the voices to make them sound like there was water on the lungs, because there's only so much you can ask of your actors to do. Mm -hmm. I then had like the sound of dripping. And then when they would vomit, I just like splashed water onto the ground so that yes. we have all of this vomiting going on. Hooray! <laughs> but, yeah, and choking. And so, and to me, it sounded horrible, but in the best way. Mm. Yeah, I was, I'm Indeed. really, I remain very <laughs> proud of it, actually. Uh, to, you know, I, I wanted to gross, not gross us out, but I just wanted to horrify. And I, and I hope that's what we've achieved. How many of us, when faced with lots of people stuck to the wall telling you various mm. things like help us kill me and run. Would not run. Yeah. I gave each person who was on the wall Their own motivation
0: ah.
1: And in my head I know how long They've been there One of them Had only been there For like one tide Oof. Uh, As I <laughs> Dip my toes Into the murky waters Of voice acting <laughs> <laughs> so right now, David, and, and you've been in my home, you'll mm-hmm. know this. I have a window right next you to you. do me, indeed, yes. And I can see directly into my neighbor's kitchen extension. And they can see into here. Sure. Yeah. So I have to be mindful of when I'm like, it's in my pants or whatever. And mm-hmm. then there's the graveyard. I remember once and I you know, I remember going to make a cup of tea when it's in my pants, and I just looked out the window and there was just a funeral going on. <laughs> and it was like autumn, so there wasn't many leaves on the trees. So I was like, huh. I hope they don't look up right now, but I'm very thirsty. <laughs> and also I want to drink. I'm I actually, do you know what, David? And, and I don't know if you have any actor's insights into this, but I was very comfortable when I was like the thing from the other side in Han Butler's story mm. um, in season two, doing this monster voice. Yeah, you know, I've done like evil laughs and and I was very comfortable with like crying and um, like being very distraught. I have never been more uncomfortable than in Dorian Gray when I was just trying to do a
2: normal conversation with someone. Mm-hmm.
1: It seems I'm more comfortable. Maybe I'm Nicolas Cage. Maybe I, <laughs>
2: I'm more at home with the extreme. I, I think it's not so much the extreme. It's the fact that you're playing a character. And the, the further that the character deviates from who you are, mm. uh, in a way, the more fun it is, the, more, the, the less you expect to hear yourself in it. Uh, whereas if you're just trying to be normal and acting normal uh then that's where self-consciousness comes in it's like well how normal am i do i sound normal is this normal yeah you're then putting yeah you're you're, you're not straying too far you're, you're putting more of yourself into the character which for some people they like because it's just a sort of okay there we go uh and others it's what am I going to sound like? Do I actually sound like that? Which is a very common thing when when people first hear their voices mm. back. It's like, do I really sound like that? Oh, I sound awful.
1: I did have that journey in season one because mm. I would record it. I'd be like, welcome to Shadows at the Door. We have a story by Washington Irving for you today starring David Ald." And then I would record it and I'll play it back it goes "Why well, I welcome the shadows at the door we've got a story for you <laughs> by Washington Irving <laughs> and he is a diva playing everyone and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but I just my perception of how I sounded was just off mm. and then mm-hmm. if you go back you can hear me in the early discussions like going yes David I rather did enjoy making this story this is how I sound all the time <laughs> yes. such a delight to be here <laughs> but yeah so I, I mean yeah you're right I've never been covered in moss stuck to a wall drowning mm-hmm, exactly have I been blackmailed by a twink who's to say <laughs> but anyway the, the point is i see all these jokes and memes from voice actors like you know like i saw a, a picture I, I, I for some reason i think it was alana but then i think i made that up but there was a, vo- a voice actor who put a sign on their door saying you will hear screaming today i am a voice actor
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yes, <laughs> I I have warned people several times about what I am about to record. <laughs> but I I lived in
1: a in a terraced house, or as a you know, as American you know, like a townhouse. You know, I, I have a house on mm. both sides, and I've, and. You know, I've, walls are, I know how thick those walls are. Uh, but anyway, and I was just sat here and I was doing the crying and I was like being quite hysterical. And I just looked up and I could just see someone suddenly scuttling away from their window in the kitchen. <laughs> My partner's long distance, so they only appear sometimes and they must have been like, ooh, trouble in paradise. I haven't seen them for a while. <laughs> so yeah.
2: <laughs> but yes, wel- welcome to the professional world of voice acting. It's, uh, it's a-, a strange space. Um, but it's I, I think it's quite fun
1: you know because i have i wear so many hats doing the show i know exactly what i want to hear sometimes in actors and i know what i'm hearing a performance i don't like or mm-hmm. you know so, sometimes you know uh, i i'm also aware of like our budget and how much that can how much i can ask of actors mm-hmm. and things like that so it just it really helps you uh, appreciate the skill of voice actors mm-hmm when you try and do it yourself and, and to anyone who may be listening going that sounds fucking easy it's not mm-hmm. yeah
2: and of course the other things that people think are easy are sort of plinky plonking notes on a keyboard and and you know getting <laughs> does anyone think that
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I...
2: <laughs> no probably not but nico does do an excellent job of plinky plonking yeah. <laughs>
1: proud of the fact that nico does a lot of beautiful music for for various projects and he's 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 often said publicly so i believe i can say this (laughs) that he's especially proud of shadows because he does some of his most
2: interesting work with shadows hooray thank you nico
1: yeah and and then i because i buy them you know i buy it it's my music so i just keep reusing it for our drunk episodes or uh, or what have you
2: At this point, I, I would quite like to do a quick shout out to our friends at Fool and Scholar because they've done uh, a couple of musicals, musical episodes uh, of things like the White Vault and uh, and Dark Dice and the Boar Night, of course. And this is what I was coming on to. Yes, Sorry. And the Boar Night. And so they have a a wonderfully family friendly series called the boar Night has each episode with a different genre of music and it is all fully scored all wonderfully done and needs to be known about more so i know that i'm i, I might be going for a, a slightly different audience from the shadows audience but if you have families if you have children then put on the boar Night for them because it is Wonderful,
1: David, do you know how many adults without children are watching Bluey? I think we can recommend the it's, you know, it's. I don't think there's any shame in enjoying these things. If, you know, if you Absolutely. I'll ask yeah. Travis for a trailer. I'll put a trailer in at that mm. point.
0: Cool. Hello, Travis here from Fool and Scholar Productions, the creators of The White Vault. We have a new show releasing right now that's a little different from what you might be expecting from us. Introducing The Boar Knight, a musical fantasy adventure you can share with your entire family. Follow the adventures of Nathaniel. He's a boar, he's a knight, he's been bitten by a wereman, and must find a way to break this curse before the next full moon. Every episode features a musical number in a different genre, like this. Many hunt, many stride, but you're never found. A Kieran arrives as it knows. And this. Listen to me, children, let me tell you a tale of what we just bought from Korea. This and even this stay away from the woods and the dark on the shore.
1: Every place, every tale, always more. You should know how we know and how
0: everything's not as it seems. So, check out The Boar Night wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Speaking, you know, we're talking about the music. I said to Nico, I really want the music to end so that the last thing, you know, normally I love to go out on the music. I think that's a really good way to end most of our stories. Mm-hmm. But in this one, I thought, I'll just want to hear the scene. Mm you know like we can hear like if you listen for it you can hear their voices in the wind when they approach the lighthouse Mm. this is an episode that i I think is one of our better ones like i i i would love everyone to listen to our episodes with headphones on but as someone who has listened to the no sleep podcast in the car a lot (laughs) i am am aware that some things will be missed depending on how you listen to it Mm -hmm. but it was just the sense that life is just like it goes on and that Mm -hmm. for everything that just happened it's just like he's still just this guy on on the beach, and I'm not the one to answer this question, but like, and perhaps this is very uh, egotistical of me to wonder about my own stories, but like, what do you think happened next? (laughs) Did he just go home? Did he go look at the puffins? (laughs) David, just before, just before, how many puffins do you think you could take in a fight?
2: Uh, I think given that they're reasonably small, creatures I think I could take at least a dozen cool like all at once yeah i, th- I think so yeah let them come at me yeah i think
1: if you could you could do like a swooping leg attack
2: yeah but uh, their their beaks also come off every season really yeah oh so yeah so i I could, I could just reach up take take those beaks off should i need to uh, but yeah i i think i think i could take at least a dozen puffins Ooh. in a fight yeah
1: <laughs> but david <laughs> plot twist some of those puffins have bird flu <laughs>
2: no um because <laughs> there was an outbreak at the faroe islands i think ah, right. okay i've never been The faroe
1: islands are a, a cluster of islands near uh, i think they're further out to sea than lindisfarne mm-hmm. and um in this area of england it is if you want to see a puffin uh and i don't think i've ever seen a puffin in the wild it's where you go and i always think i should go to the faroe islands but i think every time i think about it i see the price <laughs> of the boat and i'm like oh that's a lot of money
2: yeah i, I saw them in iceland uh in the wild oh, of course very very nice um, the part mm-hmm. of Puffin Bay on the on one side. But yes, anyway, in terms of your question about where Peter goes after this, uh, well, I, I suppose I have to, I, I would turn that around with a question of, forgive me if this was in the script, it has left my mind for the moment, but how long have those two been dating?
1: It was not in the script. Mm. I was keeping it vague because it depends on how people would progress in a, in a relationship, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. early. Yes, It's not the first time they've had sex, but it's the first time that they've woken up together.
2: It's it's obviously a difficult position for Peter at the end because he's just seen someone he cares about get taken over by moss and then stuck to a wall and drowned. Mm-hmm. Or is, is about to be drowned. And he can do nothing about it uh, but panic and run away. So I reckon there's going to be some therapy and... Uh, possibly a newspaper column. But otherwise, well, he's going to have to go back to everyday life at some point, but it's going to leave a mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what does he do? He's, he's definitely not just going to kick back and say, oh, look, there's some crabs over there. Or, uh, come on, Puffins, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, a crab. <laughs> oh, hey, Mark. <laughs> What's
2: up? Yeah, it's, it's not as if they've been um, you know married for 20 years uh or it's 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 still that early chemistry yeah so i i don't know it's it's a senseless waste of human life or it's not even a waste because they're going to be stuck there and living forever Mm. with this hideous moss but i I, yeah i don't know do you know it, it i don't know
1: i was dating this girl years ago david and she lived in a house with four other women and they were all feminists and i'm a feminist too but uh as a, as a man you mm. should always be in a room with a mm. non-male feminist it really will keep you on your toes it's great it's a good it's a, it's i honestly think we need to step out of our comfort zones in oh, these things yes. like even <laughs> even as a bi man i sometimes check for like yeah. all jokes aside but like phobia and shit like that you know and mm-hmm. and i, I worry mm-hmm. about gay jokes with you for example and stuff like that oh, yeah pff- i know but if if the answer <laughs> is it is funny because normally men have sex with women you know it's like <laughs> then it's not like yeah then it's I don't think that's good and i remember mm-hmm. when it got to a point when i was dating this girl when i would go pick her up on my car they would make me very aware of the fact that they had taken a picture of my car and license plates wow i know i'd date <laughs> listeners david t- <laughs> <laughs> david having never dated a woman his eyes suddenly widened <laughs> and his eyebrows. <laughs> well do you know the thing is though i think and i, and I had a i was like, i think my reaction at the time was i was like oh okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i unfortunately i think there are many situations in which that could have helped someone, mm-hmm. and and I think it was great that they loved their friend, and yes. you know, and I, I very much appear like I am not a murderer, but that's what they all, sort of so Ted Bundy, and I thought that was very interesting, and I and I think mm. that it's actually a very wise precaution.
2: Mm, absolutely, yes. There
1: are many situations where if I pick up a woman I'm dating and I drive her two hours somewhere. Mm-hmm. How is she going to get back if she doesn't have her own means mm-hmm. of transport or something? So mm-hmm. you know the fact that they did that is interesting. So I wonder if if and uh, and Eleanor is a Instagram influencer.
2: Yes, of course. Yes. the lack
1: of presence will be noted soon.
2: Yeah. So and that's going to be quite the story to tell to the police. Quite the Instagram story. <laughs> Instagram Joe. <laughs> I suppose the only the only saving grace for him. If we are listening to this as his story, is he our, our focal character who has done away with his girlfriend mm-hmm. and put together this story for us uh, so that we, we believe his side of the story without going out to the lighthouse ourselves and doing doing a dive? Yeah. Or is this being told from a very neutral point of view, in which case that's that's... Uh, that lends his side a little bit more credence, but yeah, what he does have is it's there are bodies there, and there'll be he is a survivor of that lighthouse mm. because can we assume that the other people went there on their own? and got stuck there and are now being perpetually drowned there? Or did they come with someone who then went to the police and wasn't believed? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's all sorts of way this story can be framed, should we wish to. But just in terms of general relationship safety, make sure people know where you're going and get plenty of evidence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, it's a really interesting point you make because I often want to play with unreliable narrators Mm. i've toyed with it in the past maybe i need a little bit more courage to do that because i think i think you want people to understand your story Mm. and you want people to know what you're doing with it it has taken me a while to allow me to see people in spaces where they don't know I'm lurking. Or you know, where they do know where I am, where people may be interpreting something about a character of mine differently or something. And I'm like, okay, hmm. you know, like Death of the Rider and everything. So I guess there's a worry of mine that if I if I toy with this kind of thing, like, and people interpret it in different ways. Hmm. It's funny, we talked about the thing. John Carpenter claims he's the only person who knows if one of the two characters at the end is the thing. Yeah. Like, I think John Carpenter was asked recently, he's like, do you know who the thing is yes can can i figure out who the person who the thing is from watching the film and he's very coy on that you know and i guess it's just it's Mm. and i think if i'm going to be really honest and vulnerable here it's the difference between being mm, i don't know if that's even fair to say because the thing flopped famously but like i i always compare it to david lynch (laughs) david lynch was established when he did twin peaks but his first film a razorhead it makes no sense Mm -hmm. well it doesn't it doesn't but like (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe it is too easy for me to say these people are wealthier they can live off this more comfortably and i am someone who is still trying i want this show to grow and i want us to find new audiences so maybe Mm -hmm. that insecurity feeds into me not taking as big a risk so Mm -hmm. i guess david that massive thing that we agreed to off mic is one of those mm-hmm. things that we'll have to do in the next season to absolutely yes push my own boundaries and you know, we talked a lot in season two about pushing boundaries and we did but maybe the boundaries mm. sounds so cheesy maybe the boundaries i really need to push <laughs> were in me all along <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the friends along the way <laughs> indeed so yes yeah, it's probably a good way to wrap up actually that, yeah. <laughs> i think it probably is yes yeah and talking of pushing boundaries then the, we have pushed the boundary of time just a little bit too far now so uh, it is not in the
1: edit David, it'll be great in the edit, don't you worry
2: <laughs> it just remains for us to thank you Mark for writing and drowning in this episode and ordering a pint I, I don't think those three things are necessarily um, interlinked uh, but <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you uh, thank you to um, Nico for the music and all of our actors, uh, but especially to you, dear listeners, for, uh, for joining us and for listening. If you are of a mind, then please do join up at the Patreon at patreon.com slash Mark Nixon. But uh, if, if all you can do is to share, uh, like us, give us five stars, etc., then that will be wonderful if you can do that. Let everyone know about Shadows at the Door. Uh, because we love producing these stories. Mark loves uh, staying up all night producing these stories and then giving him himself the uh, a couple of hours to play Alan Wake 2. <laughs> Until <laughs> next month, we will look forward to seeing you very soon. You've been listening to a Shadows at the Door production. Peter Kent was played by David Alt. Eleanor Poole was played by Erica Sanderson. Alice was played by Michelle Kelly. And The Trapped were played by Kareem Cronfley, Kirsty Wolven, Mark Nixon, Erica Sanderson, and David Alt. Capture My Best Side was written by Mark Nixon. Produced with sound design, editing, and direction by Mark Nixon. The original score was written and performed by Nico Vitesse. Production copyright held by Shadows at the Door Productions. The rights to the story remain with the author. Join us again soon for another pleasing terror.
3: I am not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son. I am only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. Ha <laughs> ha! Nailed it! That'll never happen again, Nixon.
0: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice.